I mean, when I first came into a q and I felt so supported and cared for and people wanted to help and answer my questions. And then like getting to know people over time, I felt like people could see my progress and then remind me of that, even when it was hard to see for myself, which has been really amazing. The practice of supporting each other in our wins and by talking to people and then seeing other people also break through their subconscious comfort zones with different practices. I was able to try out different things and learn from people in that way. Hello and welcome to the Personal Development School podcast. I am so excited you're here. I am your co-host, Thais Gibson, along with our new special host, Mike Dizio. This is a podcast that discusses everything related to integrated attachment theory, the new attachment theory, along with the subconscious mind, relationships, communication, needs, boundaries, and so much more. Throughout this podcast, you'll see a series of episodes I upload with new information, educational tips all about how to thrive in relationships and really master your emotional state in your life, along with special guests hosted by Mike Dezio to discuss all of these amazing topics in some longer form content. Thank you so much for being here, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. My guest today has been a member of the Personal Development School for almost three years. She is now Integrated Attachment Theory certified and is on her journey to coaching others through healing their own attachment style. Her coaching practice is called Mind Jardin, and the slogan is Garden Your Precious Mind. Talking today a little bit about her own healing journey and what it's been like over the past three years, I'd like to welcome my guest, Lindsay Massiana. Hello, Lindsay. How are you doing today? You said my name right. (laughs) I did. I practiced a few times. <laughs> Thanks for being here today, Lindsay. So I'm excited to talk about sort of your journey and what things have been like at uh, personal development school and, and your life over the last three years or so. I want to start out by asking, can you share how you first recognized the need for healing your own attachment style? I knew I needed therapy. So I tried out a couple different modalities and I tried NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming with a coach who also had attachment theory videos. So she had that knowledge, but I found it to be very expensive and not very effective for what I wanted. And then I kept searching after her. So that was the first time I figured out that I was a fearful avoidant. Mm -hmm. And I ended up finding out that fearful avoidance is the same as disorganized attachment. Right. And finding Thais on YouTube and her videos are incredible. I was so hooked by them because she's so empathetic and has science-backed research with all these different studies that she'll cite. So I was just like, this feels like the right thing. And very quickly after I joined the school and then got into all the courses and binging the material. Yeah, I hear a lot of people say when they start watching her videos, they're like, how does she know so much about me? You know what I mean? Did you get that feeling where you're like, wow, she knows so much about fearful avoidance and, you know, my behaviors, my patterns, all those kind of things? Yeah. I mean, everything she said made so much sense and explained a lot of the things that I'd been wondering about for a really long time. I feel like my whole life, since I started meditating with Deepak Chopra, I was in this solutions finding and question answering phase. And nothing really seemed to kind of quench that or help me have really effective change. Like I would meditate every morning before work, but at the end of the week or the end of the day, 
I would be so drained and I couldn't figure out why I was still unhappy, even though I had realized this dream that I'd really wanted and achieved it, but I was living it and I was still not happy. Wow. Yeah, that's, I think a lot of people can relate and, you know, they, they seek to find answers. And then when they do find something that resonates, they're like, wow, this is super helpful. So I'm glad you found Tyson PDS. So what would, what would you say some of the key challenges you faced at the beginning of your journey? I think at the beginning of my journey, it was definitely trying different modalities of therapy and having them not work out or be what I needed. And then finding Thais was a huge relief Mm -hmm. from that. But then even once I entered the school, I kind of had this emotional unsafety with change and with engaging the emotions. So my workaround for that, I think I started off as FA leading more DA. Mm -hmm. And so my workaround was just to kind of learn it on the logical level, as logical as I could, mm-hmm. and just kind of make connections in the material and explore the school. And then I got comfortable over time with doing the emotional processing tool and engaging the emotions to really flip my negative beliefs into something more positive that really resonated for me. That's great. I love how you mentioned, yeah, if you're kind of on the more on the avoidance side, engaging the emotions at first might be a little tough because it's not avoidance could be a little more logical brained, right? So you're you're taking in the information and that's all good, but it takes a while if you're not used to it to get the more emotional parts sort of active, right? Can you highlight or think about a specific moment or exercise from the personal development school that really impacted your understanding of attachment style? I think in the emotional mastery course, Amy's story was really impactful in terms of a moment where I felt super understood. I mean, there were like Tyson's YouTube videos, which are awesome. But then once you get into the school, I think that was one of the most impactful things that I saw early on. I actually recently in IIT, this is kind of an emotional mastery exercise that I missed. And it's getting to the root of Mm -hmm. the core wound. So it's asking yourself, what am I afraid of? And then what do I make that mean? And repeating them over and over again. And then you get down to like the root root of what you're really afraid of. And then you can work from there. So that has actually been really game changing for me recently. That's so interesting. So you're saying if you're on first glance, you might look at what am I making this mean? What am I afraid of? But there's layers to it. Sometimes you have to ask yourself that multiple times to get to the root of it. Yeah, totally. And how did that tool or exercise help you make a breakthrough in your healing process? Do you remember kind of a moment where it was like, it really impacted you? I thought that defective was like a a more intense one for me and I have done work on it, but then Mm -hmm. I realized underneath that, it's more like I'm afraid to be alone. So I've been kind of working on that now. That's so interesting. So at first is the defective wound seemed like it made the most sense, but the more sort of impactful wound was actually around being alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I never really thought very deeply into like the wound under the wound and how they're linked. And then I guess having the I am defective wound will sort of keep you from being alone if you're afraid of being alone. And then having the I am defective wound is sort of keeping yourself away from people like I'm not good enough. I'm defective. You know, I don't want anyone to really see who I really am. So you're keeping people a little bit at a distance, right? Yeah, totally. 
How would you say your relationships have changed since you started using the personal development school courses and tools to work on your attachment style? I would say I'm way more aware just in general of like things that are coming up for me, which is really helpful in being able to communicate those things. And that awareness extends into going slow and vetting new people, but also deciding where the level of closeness is for the people currently in my life and how do I interact with them in that sense. Still something I'm honing, the levels of closeness, but I'm excited because I feel like I have all the tools to like dive more deeply into that. I'm just curious, with your existing relationships, have you found now you're able to deepen them and, and there's more of an intimacy and more of a depth? I imagine there's some of that, but also is there some people or, you know, others that you had to sort of remove or maybe realize, hey, this is maybe people that aren't aren't the best people to be in my life right now. And as I heal, I can sort of see more clearly that, you know, these people aren't in my best interest. I think the school gave me this like awareness of what people's backgrounds are so I can have a lot more empathy for their actions and understand them on a really deep level. So I don't personalize things as much. And then having distance with some people is really helpful because I can have that empathy for them and I can speak up for what I need. And if they can't give me what I need, then I just, I don't personalize it as much, but I, you know, will act accordingly and like look into what do I need for myself then? Can I give that to myself? And then how do I adjust the relationship moving forward? And then with the people that I emotionally trust, it's actually really accelerated my healing, which has been awesome. I realized that emotional safety is so important for me to feel free and playful and like mm-hmm. to really be happy and at peace in a relationship. And so I'm able to speak up for my needs, be really aware of my awareness with people that I trust. Is, it gets so fast. Sometimes in the past, I would say it would take me at least a couple of days to realize that something emotionally bothered me. And Mm -hmm. now it's within, you know, an hour, if not immediately. So I'm super happy and proud of that. And then I'm surprised at myself sometimes when I ask for what I need, because I'm like, wow, like I realized that right away. And then I just asked for it and it went really well. Wow, that's amazing. You definitely should be proud of that. That's, that's, that's amazing there. And especially, yeah, like you said, if you don't know sort of what's wrong or something's bothering you, it could take a long time to sort of figure out. I know I don't feel good right now, but I'm not sure what it is. But if you're able to sort of hone in on what you need and then go ahead and communicate it, you're just saving so much time and effort and energy. That's great. So, Lindsay, what advice would you give to someone who's just starting their journey towards healing their attachment style? I would say trust yourself. Just see what you're drawn to, go into the school and explore and see what resonates for you because I believe that different people learn differently and what we all need will be different. But that being said, I would say making the connections and the courses between material, it really helped me to just kind of watch the videos at first and then see what I wanted to work on. And then the Q&As are really amazing because you can look at what other people are going through and sometimes it will be really similar to what you're going through and you can learn from the answers that Thais gives them. And talking to people in the school, hearing their experiences will give you kind of insight into like other people's experiences, maybe in your life who might be other attachment styles. There's so many avenues where you can learn and grow and connect with people. 
and get comfortable with the work. I mean, I think it's just all really good and you it's hard to go wrong. Yeah, that's great. And I love how you mentioned the Q&As and it's so true how, you know, a lot of times we think we're suffering alone with something and like we're the only one with this problem. But then you hear time after time that people are going through a lot of the same stuff you are. So just by listening to the questions that are asked and then the answers that are given, give you a lot of like insight. And then of course you have the opportunity to ask questions as well, which, which can be very helpful. So I love all that. Thanks for sharing. So I have some exciting news, which is that we are doing a thousand dollars off of our lifetime membership sale to the personal development school, which means you get access to literally everything at PDS for your entire rest of your life. Essentially, that entails all of our different courses you have lifetime access to. I do four live webinars a week, every single week. You can access them ongoing and you get access to all of our daily community events permanently. So literally access to everything at the PDS platform forever. And if you're looking to find community, you're looking to connect with like-minded people who are also working on their relationships, care about emotional connection and healing, we've got all those different events. And if you just want the security of that ongoing support and connection whenever you need it that's just on demand that is there for you we have that 24 7 sort of component because you can post in our specific chat channels connect with other community members and we literally have so many people from across the world supporting each other helping each other out and most importantly really becoming securely attached and seeing the results so i'd love to see you on the other side and you can access it by using the link in the description box below Are there any specific tools or techniques that you found really helpful in the personal development school that you would recommend to somebody new on their healing journey? Yeah, somatic work was really helpful for me when I was highly triggered. Like when I first started doing the healing work and I, you know, if I got highly triggered, it would help me calm down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's like, especially there's this practice of trying to name the emotion in the body feeling into your body what does it feel and then what am i feeling and for anyone who doesn't know who might have not heard this term somatic work or somatic processing do you want to break that down for us that's something i'm still learning about but i would say it's kind of like the mind body connection of how like your emotions are stored in your body and how we experience emotions in the body and yeah it's interesting because when you make yourself aware of what you're feeling and how it shows up in your body, then it's a lot easier to calm down just the way that the brain functions. It brings us from a really triggered state into like a more logical, rational part of the brain, even though all of our decisions are emotional, but you can have kind of a more conscious view of what's going on than a subconscious view. Yeah, I love that. No, you described that really perfectly. Thank you. Thank you. Have you found that the value in connecting with other members who are also working on their attachment styles in the school? Yeah, for sure. I mean, when I first came into a Q&A, I felt so supported and cared for and people wanted to help and answer my questions. Um, and then like getting to know people over time. I felt like people could see my progress and then remind me of that, even when it was hard to see for myself, which has been really amazing. The practice of supporting each other in our wins. And also, I would say people would guide me 
away from fears in such an amazing way by talking to people and then seeing other people also break through their subconscious comfort zones with different practices. I was able to try out different things and learn from people in that way. Yeah, I love that. I, I'm always blown away at, you know, the routines that I host in the school. I see sort of the knowledge and the care. I guess, you know, people are relative strangers, but then when you come in, it, you, you foster this sense of community and you just see people want to go, you know, above and beyond to support people and, and help them through whatever they're going through. And I always encourage everyone to share. If you think you might have something to add, if somebody's going through something, you don't have to know everything about attachment theory, but your experience in itself, just sharing with someone, you know, hey, I've been through that type of experience. This is what happened with me. And it, it's just such a gift that people are offering the perspective that you don't usually get. You won't get that on social media. You might have a hard time, you know, getting that from friends and family. But here, everyone seems very open and vulnerable. And yeah, it's just a great, great environment to heal in for sure. Lindsay, looking back, what would you say is the most significant lesson you learned at the personal development school? I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. We got time. I think the first one is neuroplasticity, the idea that you can change your patterns and your habits is so beautiful and that like it it spans any age. And there's this thing for fearful avoidance that I'm super passionate about, which is like empowerment, because there's been a lot of therapy that didn't know what to do with fearful avoidance or said, you know, you're kind of just at a loss if that's your attachment style. But I think it's really awesome that you can use these tools and actually have growth and change even when the trauma was really challenging. So no, I love that. The hope that it gives to people. You're thinking if you have fearful avoidance and someone's telling you you're on your own, there's not much you can do about that. You know, just try to find a secure person to date and that's your best hope. Like that's going to feel disempowering. So, you know, it's wonderful how there's a path kind of to heal fearful avoidance. And there's a lot of fearful avoidance in personal development school. I've mentioned this before. I forget where, but they say 5% of the population is fearful avoidant. I still think it's got to be way more than that. I don't know if you agree or not, but there just seems to be a lot more fearful avoidance, I believe, than 5%. I wonder how they do those studies, but I feel yeah. like if that's the case, the whole, I don't know, it's got to be like 3% are in the school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 3% of the worldwide 5%. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Oh, that's great. So how would you say that the personal development school has not only impacted your relationships, but your overall sense of self? Yeah, I would say my awareness is a lot better for my sense of self. And then self-love has definitely been like a journey that I've been on and like a, a habit to form. So that's, that's definitely improved since I started PDS because there's so many tools that are so tangible in creating that. Whereas before it felt like a real challenge, I was trying a lot and I didn't see a lot of progress. So that's been really awesome. And then just the empathy and the awareness and the knowledge of what's happening in my dynamics has felt really amazing. With, you know, some of my most challenging relationships, I've been able to just being able to see what people are going through and not take it personally is a huge thing for me. Yeah, I love that. The, the It's such a big piece because if you're taking things personally, you're probably going to be putting up a wall and feeling defensive if somebody's doing something and your mind's not going to be interested in trying to understand 
sort of what they're going through and why they're acting that way. But when you can sort of step back and not personalize it and sort of begin to see, hey, I can actually see how that person would act that way or would say something like that. We can cultivate more empathy and compassion and come to better understanding of each other. So that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Lindsay, where do you see yourself in your attachment journey uh, in the future? Or how would you say personal development school fits into your future? Yeah, I would love to have the PDS tools be just a lifestyle that I continue with for my whole life. And then with IAT and starting the coaching practice and helping people through that, that's kind of another phase of my journey. And then down the line, I would love to do attachment theory based art and have it be really impactful and uplifting. That's great. I know art therapy is super helpful for a lot of people and then combining the two would be like very impactful. So yeah, get on that. Don't let anybody steal your idea there. <laughs> How do you integrate the lessons you've learned from personal development school into your everyday life? I do just kind of make it a habit to use the tools every day and combine the tools. And it's fun to get creative with them. So in terms of auto-suggestion, I use the emotional processing tool to inform my auto-suggestion and I record it. And sometimes I record it and I'll journal at the same time to really hone in on the feeling. I'll combine cost-benefit with auto-suggestion. And I love the somatic processing, kind of just being able to relax and know that I'm a human. That's one of my favorite exercises because it's so like, chill. <laughs> How do you integrate the lessons you've learned from the personal development school into your relationships? I think it's totally transformed the way that I look at relationships and interact. Having that emotional trust with people and being able to grow from there, but also it's it's like exposure work in the sense that I'm interacting with people and then it's going well. So it's a positive cycle, which is really awesome. And then I love this thing that Renee in her somatic course taught us about glimmers. It's kind of along, there's a BTEA, beliefs, thoughts, emotions, action spectrum, where you can get into positive thought cycles. And I started doing this thing when I was traveling of like, if I was in a really beautiful place, I would just feel into it and feel super grateful. And then I can have that as a memory and go back to that memory and feel good from what I, what I experienced. And you're supposed to be able to do it like when you're triggered as well, but I just kind of like to think about it in that way, like creating memories and having that be an act of self-love and care. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for mentioning the glimmers. That's definitely uh, helpful. And shout out to Renee, who's doing the uh, emotional resilience routine a couple of times a week. Very helpful and beneficial. So we're coming towards the end of the uh, podcast today, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here again. I just want to say personally, I've seen you over the last three years or so. You've been to a bunch of my routines in the past and definitely have seen growth in you. And it's been really nice seeing that. And uh, Lindsay, before we go, I was just wondering if you can let our audience and listeners know how can they get a hold of you if they wanted to work with you or follow your journey? Yeah, check out my IHT coaching. It's Mind Jardin, Mind and then Jardin, J-A-R-D-I-N. So it's Franglish for gardening your mind, which is the metaphor of 
watering the flowers, you know, pulling the weeds, planting new seeds. I love it. Is there anything else you wanted to mention before the end of today's podcast? I'm just so super grateful to have found PDS and for the community and for Thais and all the people who work at the school. It's definitely been a life-changing journey and yeah, it's, it's awesome. Oh, it's so nice to hear. Well, thanks again, Lindsay, for being here today. Really appreciate your time and we'll be seeing you really soon, I'm sure. Thank you. Okay, and to our viewers and listeners, thank you again. And as always, best of luck on your healing journey.